0: There is nothing in this December 6th, 2023 edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement about Charlottesville's new development code, in part because a long-time reader told me yesterday that her eyes glaze over when reading those segments. That is not to say that she doesn't think that information is important, but not all topics covered in this regular newsletter and podcast are equally loved by everyone. I'm Sean Tubbs, grateful as well to have one edition this week that will not use the word setback. Oh, rats. On today's program, Albemarle County has lifted a prohibition on outdoor burning. The Louisa County Animal Shelter is full and officials are asking for help. Charlottesville looks to be finishing up fiscal year 23 with a $21 million surplus. Charlottesville City Manager Sam Sanders makes some organizational shifts to emphasize social equity programs, and Nelson County Supervisors consider staffing requests from both the incoming and outgoing sheriff. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, one Patreon supporter wants you to know that Charlottesville now has an e-bike lending library. Hey, E-bikes are a great way to get around the community, but there are many brands and styles to choose from. Because many of these e-bikes are sold online, it can be a challenge to try an e-bike before buying one. The Charlottesville e-bike lending library is a free, not-for-profit service working to expand access to e-bikes in the area. They have a small collection of e-bikes that are lent out to community members for up to a week for free. You can experience your daily commute, go grocery shopping, or even bike your kids to school and decide whether e-bikes are right for you. You can check out this service at ebikelibraryseville.org. Albemarle County Fire Rescue has determined it is once again safe to burn materials outdoors and has lifted a ban imposed on November 17th. Here's a section from a press release. Effective immediately, residents may resume open air burning activities. We encourage the entire community to remain fire aware and practice safe burning practices. Albemarle Fire Rescue listed three factors that led to the decision to lift the ban, including the Department of Forestry's fire rating for the Charlottesville-Albemarle area as 1 out of 5, with 5 being the highest score. They also invoke a Keetch byram drought index of 12 out of 800. Recent rainfall has effectively dampened the ground and foliage. While these rains have not completely alleviated the long-term drought conditions, mainly in the county's western portion, it's important to note that the lingering drought is just one component, not the main driver of fire danger. Louisa County had imposed a ban, but already lifted it on November 22nd. Outdoor bans are still in effect in Nelson County and Greene County, according to their websites. John Adkins, the Director of Emergency Services in Nelson County, said the Board of Supervisors will consider the ban there on December 12th. Soon after Sam Sanders took over as Charlottesville's city manager in August, he announced he would create a work plan for his work activities that would mirror city council's strategic plan. Sanders gave a verbal update to council in October, but has now published a written update for the first three months of the fiscal year. There are 10 strategy areas, and Sanders has prioritized affordable housing, public safety, and organizational excellence at the top. That's followed by transportation, climate action, and the commitment to justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, or JEDI. The third cluster of priorities are partnerships, education, economic prosperity, and recreation, arts, and culture. The update notes that the title of the Deputy City Manager for Racial Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion will be renamed Deputy City Manager for Social Equity. The Office of Equity and Inclusion will now be known as the Office of Social Equity. Interviews are underway for the new position of Deputy City Manager for Administration, and the Deputy City Manager for Operations position is being advertised. Currently, Stephen Hicks is serving in that position on an interim basis. There will be a new Office of Sustainability with Director Crystal Ritterwald reporting to Deputy City Manager Ashley Marshall. In his December 4th report to City Council, Sanders wrote that this change provides a designation of priority for climate action and elevates its focus to work across the entire city organization as an extension of the city manager. Other items under Deputy City Manager Marshall's portfolio include the Departments of Human Services, Social Services, Parks and Recreation, the Office of Human Rights, and the Police Civilian Oversight Board. There will also be a new Office of Emergency Management that will report directly to City Manager Sanders. The report states that that is to serve as an extension of the City Manager, who by state code has the obligation to serve as the Director, of Emergency Management. In other information from the report, Albemarle County has recently been awarded $460,459 through the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's Environmental Justice Government-to-Government Program. The City of Charlottesville is a partner on the grant, and the funds will be used to support the Resilient Together Program. Cultivate Charlottesville and the city of Charlottesville have been awarded $180,000 for a Partners for Places grant for a collaborative partnership that will increase sustainable urban agriculture space on public land in a way that enhances climate protections and prioritizes grassroots community leadership. That funding is being matched by the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation and the Hartfield Foundation. Charlottesville received a total of nearly $3.9 million in requests for funding through the Housing Operations Program Support Fund and the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund. Around $1.4 million in funds were advertised as being available. The financial practices of Charlottesville's government are in good order for the fiscal year that ended on June 30th. That's according to a state-mandated review. City Council got a briefing on Monday night from Chris Cullinan, the city's finance director.
1: The Code of Virginia requires that localities have their accounts and records audited annually as of June 30th by an independent certified public accountant in accordance with the specifications furnished by the Auditor of Public Accounts.
0: Michael Lupton is a CPA with Robinson Farmer Cox & Associates and he's been working with the city's numbers for three years. I am pleased to report the following, Uh, one, no significant deficiencies or difficulties in dealing with management, two, no disagreements with management on a financial accounting reporting or auditing matter, three, and to our knowledge there are no there have been no second opinions that were seeked by management, and finally there are no other audit findings or issues to report at this time. The next step will be an appropriation of the year-end surplus, some of which will be set aside to attain policies required to keep the city's AAA bond rating. There's still a sizable amount left over.
1: Uh, FY23 did end with positive uh, results, uh, totaling $21.7 million beyond what's restricted and beyond our fund balance <laughs> policy.
0: The number for fiscal year 23 is much higher than it had been forecast during the fiscal year. The amount projected in January was $5 million. In April, the amount was estimated at $10.4 million.
1: Revenues uh, continue to perform above and beyond expectations despite record high interest rates, despite inflation, uh, real estate taxes, the uh, economically sensitive taxes such as uh, sales, meals, those sorts of things all continue to perform uh, not only above budget but even above the trend line.
0: Charlottesville City Council also voted in April 22 to increase the real property tax rate to 96 cents per $100 of assessed value, a penny increase. Cullinan said the city's surplus is also higher due to a number of vacancies. City Manager Sam Sanders said there are still 113 vacancies as of Monday, including eight open positions in the police department Cullinan will return with more details in January about the audit and the surplus. He and Sanders will also return to council with a list of unused funds from the American Rescue Plan Act and other COVID relief funds. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time for a sponsored message from Buy Local. From Crozet to Barracks Road, the downtown mall to the shops at Stonefield, and everywhere in between, Albemarle County and Charlottesville's Offices of Economic Development encourage you to Buy Local this holiday season. Buying locally supports our neighbors and community members and makes a big impact for our local economy. Local businesses are more likely to reinvest in our community and their goods and services contribute to the unique character of our community. Learn more about how you can support local business at showlocallove.org and on social media platforms at Buy Local Seville Albemarle. There are links to each one of those in the newsletter. Thank you so much for this Buy Local Moment. segments to go today staff at the louisa county animal shelter are telling people who find missing pets in that locality to do what they can to help locate owners because the facility is full here's a section from a press release that was sent out this morning in the past it was standard practice for lost pets to be brought into the shelter however it is now known animals have a much better chance of getting back home if some actions are taken in the neighborhoods where they're found before they are brought to a shelter. The release claims that nationally, 17% of pets who enter a shelter find their way home. But when a pet is kept in a safe place in the neighborhood where they were found, that rate jumps to 70%. Anyone in Louisa County who finds a lost pet should fill out an online form to report the missing animal. And anyone who is missing a pet is asked to review a list of strays on the shelter's website. Additionally, shelter officials are asking people to rehome their own pets rather than bringing them to the facility. There are some resources that are in the newsletter. All adoptions are currently free, and the shelter is open at 18 Sacred Heart Avenue in Mineral Tuesday through Saturday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Finally today, the Nelson County Board of Supervisors held a special meeting on Monday, December 4th to adopt a resolution to allow the Nelson Heritage Center to proceed with refinancing related to the relocation of the county's health department to the center. The five-member body also dealt with staffing issues related to an interregnum of sorts in the Sheriff's Department, an office run by a leader elected by the people of Nelson County. Outgoing Sheriff David Hill submitted a letter requesting the ability to allow up to 20 of his full-time deputies to cash out their unpaid leave time in order to keep them on the job through December 31st. Here is County Administrator Candy McGarry.
1: And this would be for these employees that continue providing service without taking their leave before January 1st, 2024, so that the department may maintain a professional service for the remainder of the calendar year 2023.
0: McGarry said there is funding available due to vacant positions. She also said that Virginia State Police might be able to help cover the county in the short term if the request wasn't granted. McGarry recommended that if supervisors agreed to proceed with Hill's request, they should authorize that the payments are made in January and verify that the deputies continued to serve. Sheriff Hill said it's a matter of public safety.
1: In order for us to maintain professional law enforcement services through the remainder of December, a lot of these individuals, over 50 percent of our staff, have jobs lined up. Um, they turned in their resignation letters since November 7th.
0: November 7th is when Hill was defeated by incoming Sheriff Mark Embry. Embry received 3,387 votes to Hill's 2,997. Outgoing supervisor Robert Barton wanted Hill to explain more about what he said was a conflict between the sheriff's office and the Commonwealth's attorney. Hill responded.
1: Over the years, there's been uh, instances in which uh, things have been difficult. Um, There's been just nonsense from, I will state this, Uh, sadly in this world, we fight among our own two-day lunch. We shoot. We fight among our own two-day lunch. And it normally comes down to a few things. And what I've learned in my experience is power, greed, and prestige.
0: Barton wanted to press for more, but other supervisors told him that that wasn't germane to this meeting. Barton disagreed.
1: These officers who are here, maybe, um, cho- chose to leave the employee of, uh, of uh, Nelson County. And they are requesting a certain amount of money, and that money comes from the people of Nelson County. Now, I would like to know why, before I vote on whether I'm going to extend them that money, why they left. I think that is totally relevant.
0: Supervisor Chair Jesse Rutherford said Barton could feel free to talk to any deputies that left to ask them directly. Barton called for cooperation between the outgoing and incoming sheriffs
1: be perfectly honest, I don't give a damn which one he is, Sheriff, as long as you serve the people of Nelson County. But I am concerned that people work here feel upset enough
0: about something. Hill said deputies depart after every election cycle for a variety of reasons, including higher salaries that are available elsewhere. He said his request would help keep enough people on the job through December 31st.
1: These individuals have jobs where they can go today. They can just walk out, turn their stuff in, and they can go to work somewhere else. They have that line done.
0: West District J. David Parr said he's generally very supportive of law enforcement. But I'm going
1: to say right now, I don't appreciate this situation and this board being put in this position to Monday morning quarterback, literally Monday morning, um, quarterback this situation.
0: Parr said he did not support Hill's full request but did want staff to find a way to be fair. He noted that not all deputies are leaving. I think it sets a bad precedent if we start paying out leave for people who aren't leaving. Central District Supervisor Ernie Reed supported Hill's request, provided the calculations are capped to provide no more than two years' worth of paid leave. Supervisors agreed unanimously to grant a modified version of the request with some modifications. After a brief recess, incoming Sheriff Mark Embry asked for authorizations to use existing funding. Here's Administrator Candy McGarry again.
1: Sheriff Lect Embry has submitted a letter requesting authorization to utilize the existing local salary supplements within the current Sheriff's Department budget as of January 1, 2024. Um, this would be in order to reallocate those funds to secure staffing for existing
0: positions. Embry said his request was to ensure funding is in place for the new deputies he has lined up to begin service soon after he is sworn in. I
1: do want to wish all the uh, outgoing deputies uh the best luck in, in their endeavors.
0: Embry said he is introducing a rank structure to the department but is not asking for more than the 27 positions currently authorized. He did want to move a few around. Supervisors granted Embry's request.
1: I don't want us to, the, you know, micromanage. You won this job and um, we mean to uh, support
0: you in that. The Nelson Board of Supervisors next meets on December 12th. But it's the end of December 6th and 611. Today is a more normal edition, but is anything really normal in a world where everything seems to change so rapidly? I am grateful to have taken a break from the development code, but rest assured I'll be back at that tomorrow, maybe Friday. There are also stories on Charlottesville's capital improvement program to get to, as well as Albemarle affordable housing incentives and all kinds of items. I do this work out of a deep conviction that members of the public who vote should know what happens after the ballots are counted. So what if I got an F in high school government back in the winter semester of 1990? That was Principal two. I'm really grateful to the growing number of people who have opted to support this quest by paying through Substack or Patreon. And uh, you know the bit about Ting. Uh, They're going to give you free installation a second month for free and a $75 gift card if you sign up at a link in the Oh yeah, but but you also, if you pay, they'll match it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, We're on to the end. Uh, I want to try to see if I can get this out so I can go and Carol or something. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye.